A different future starts with you. That's why GoDaddy does more than help you find a name. You can create, sell, and get found online so any small business can make a change. We need a new generation of thinking. Your way of thinking. Start different at GoDaddy.com. COVID-19 patients need your help. If you've fully recovered from COVID-19 or unknowingly been exposed to it, you may have the antibodies that could help COVID-19 patients recover. Donate blood and receive testing for COVID-19 antibodies. Visit Vitalant.org today to schedule an appointment to donate blood. That's V-I-T-A-L-A-N-T dot Help save lives and schedule your appointment at Vitalant.org. You could help save lives. This is an ode to Napa Cabbage. Of all the cabbages on all the cabbage farms, only you have the crisp crunch worthy of our Bibigo Korean dumplings. No other cabbage would do, because no other cabbage tastes like you. We love you, Napa Cabbage. Just don't tell Green Onion. Napa Cabbage, one of many obsessively crafted ingredients in every hearty, flavorful Korean dumpling from Bibigo. Go handcrafted. Go Bibigo. Authentic Korean dumplings now in the freezer aisle. It's time for Episode 8 of Confessions of a Marketer. We're back with Duncan Chapel again, and a short part two that continues our discussion from last time. I stopped recording, and Duncan and I started talking about death by PowerPoint, a common affliction for analysts. So I restarted the recording, and we've got a brief discussion about that. Just a short program note, next week I talk with my buddy Morris Porter about the sales-marketing relationship. Morris has been a highly successful sales leader, and I've seen what he can do up close. He has a unique perspective on the relationship, and I think you'll want to hear that. A couple other episodes in the planning stages, more to come on that shortly. On to the business at hand here. Slideshows and analyst relations. Let's get to the discussion. Duncan, wouldn't you love to have the experience of walking into a meeting with an analyst relations professional and not get a slideshow? Absolutely. There are so many reasons why that is the case. Uh, I remember the best, uh, the best briefings I've ever had. One of them was on a yacht. Yeah? Well, that sounds <laughs> fabulous. <laughs> so it was IBM. They took a group of us out into the middle of nowhere, not a very big yacht, not a very luxurious day. I mean, it's just a boat, really. But we were just there and forced to talk to each other and forced, therefore, to talk about things in context, to talk right. about ourselves and our own research and to talk about them and their career paths and the competencies that their clients valued. And we were understanding not just what these technologies did, but why was it that I was here as a person and why were you there as a person? second best briefing I ever had was with a senior executive from Oracle came along to the meeting and he took out an index card from his pocket and put it on the table he just had some words written on it and those were the things that he wants to talk about and we had a real conversation obviously it's important it's self-evident, in fact, that having a conversation seems like a great thing to do because <laughs> spokespeople and analysts should both be able to hold up a conversation and create value from it. But the other thing is the incredible similarity of these PowerPoint decks. So I'm an analyst relations consultant and people ask me, what slides should I have in my deck when I meet the analysts? And I say, well, firstly, don't have too many. 
But if you're going to have some slides, well, you should probably have this slide and that slide and this slide and that slide. At the moment, I'm in the middle of writing a PhD dissertation where I'm looking at industry analysts and I'm, I'm part of a team of people at the University of Edinburgh who are looking at the way that industry analysts consume the information given to them. So as part of this, I've seen lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of pictures by different vendors in different industries. And what is astonishing is how similar these presentations are. Even if you're different firms in different industries, they come along with the same stories. They're mobilizing the same rhetoric. They're using the same graphical tools and the same rhetoric and the, the same cadences and the same name dropping and the, the memorability and the emotional effect of these briefings is extremely limited. And what you never understand as an analyst is how much effort has been expended to produce this uniquely bland hour. That organizations have spent so much time rehearsing and rehearsing, producing this immense convergence between vendors when they come along with no sense of the heroism of their customers. They come along with no sense of the pain uh, that their clients have felt. Everything is, is so uh, formalized and lifeless that it can be very hard for analysts to really understand, okay, there's this point of purchase, there's this problem where you have created a dramatic solution. It can be really hard to understand why the people in this, in this room have been able to survive and stay in business when all of their competitors are mobilizing the same rhetoric have got almost identical slides. If you've recovered from COVID-19 or unknowingly been exposed to it, you may have antibodies that could help COVID-19 patients. Donate blood and receive testing for COVID-19 antibodies. Visit Vitalant.org today. Yeah, I, having worked you know, for a number of analyst firms over the years and seen dispirited analysts exit briefings, kind of thinking, well, there's an hour I'll never get back. Yes. And yet that presentation that they viewed, as you say, there were probably a lot of sparks that uh, were thrown off by a lot of people to get that ready. Mm. And they just don't understand what analysts should know. That's right. The one other point I would say about slides is the way that they lull the analyst to sleep. Yeah? You, you, you know the structure of the slide deck before it's opened. I mean, the, the odds of you seeing anything that you didn't really already know... Or it, couldn't get on their website. Exactly. is extremely limited. There's only one way that I've seen the use of slides work, and that is the, the person opens up the slide deck and says, I'm not going to show you these slides. I'm just going to... Let me just show you how familiar all of this is. And they press the click, down click, button. Click, click, click. And yeah. they click through. Yeah. And then the analyst says, hang on. Can you just go back to slide nine? Right. That's the only way that it works, is to go down and see, is there anything at all in this deck that has any valence, you know, that produces any kind of spark in, in the analyst? And that's the only way that I've seen slides work uh, really well. There is a side effect of, of slides, which is, if you're a research director, I can hand the slides to my research assistant they can go into the outline view, they can cut and paste the text into Word, and then they can write the headings up as sentences. 
and then that is an easy blog post. Right. Uh, it's a, it's an easy report. It's an easy memorandum. That's one advantage for super lazy analyst firms whose research doesn't really matter. But I don't think organisations should be spending so much time on slides when what really what matters is not the slides. It's the stories. It's the emotion. It's the the the, the physical evidence that people are able to mobilise in these in these briefings. But as people use blander slides, and as more and more people take the choice to not meet face-to-face, but to meet online, or if they are meeting online, to turn off their cameras and to only appear as words on a screen, it's almost as if organisations are deliberately trying to give up every option, every lever that they have to make an impression on analysts. Or and make to build a human a rel- connection. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. We call it analyst relations, but so few analyst relations managers are spending even one-tenth of their week really trying to build relationships with analysts. Well, it's great having Duncan on for a whopping two episodes. I really want to thank him. You can learn more about Duncan at kiacompany.com. As I mentioned, we're talking the sales-marketing relationship next time. This episode of Confessions of a Marketer was written, produced, and edited by yours truly. T. Jordan of A-Class Productions wrote the theme music. Confessions of a Marketer is a trademark of Reed Edwards Global Inc., and this episode is copyright 2017. I'm Mark Reed Edwards. See you next time. stay home for the greater good. Secondhand smoke doesn't. It drifts through cracks in walls, air vents, and sink drains, spreading toxic chemicals that can damage lungs. Secondhand vape also puts your lungs at risk, even with the fruity smells. Protect yourself and the people around you from these secondhand dangers. Learn how at tobaccofreeca.com.